But we want to talk about today about gossip, about gossip. Now, we're in the book of Proverbs. Let me quickly say a word about the book of Proverbs. First, encourage you, one of the best things you will ever do in a practical way is each day read the proverb of the day. This is the 26th. So if you do that, either you have or you will read Proverbs 26 even today. In fact, it's interesting. One of the verses I'll use today in my Bible study is out of Proverbs 26. It just happened to fall that way. Quick word about Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is not a book of Bible promises. And if you don't understand that, you will either lose your mind or lose your faith. Because it's not a book of promises. It is a book of general truths. In other words, what the writer says is inspired by the Holy Spirit in the book of Proverbs. It's not like 100% this is always how it's going to be. But it would be that, generally speaking, that these, these principles that are taught in the book of Proverbs work out this way. And so I just mentioned that. I love the book of Proverbs. You know, the book of Psalms teaches us how to get along with God, and the book of Proverbs teaches us how to get along with people. <laughs> and I need a dose of that. Do you ever need a dose of how to get along with people? Well, if you don't, you do, you will. Be that as it may. Well, let's look in Proverbs uh, chapter number 11. Look with me in verse number uh, 13. It says, A talebearer reveals secrets, but he who is of a faithful spirit conceals a matter. Now, if you saw on the screen a little earlier today, I'm asking the question Are you a revealer or a concealer? And this is how we get into this whole idea of gossip. This is what this verse is talking about. Now, the word in the original language that is translated in this verse as talebearer, in different translations, is translated different ways. The most accurate literal translation of the word into English would be whisperer. And you see that in some of the translations. In more translations, maybe than any other one word, this word talebearer. But it's, it's in, like in the NIV, I looked at the NIV this morning. Let me pause just a moment. So, you know, when I talk about these different translations, the problem with them, they keep revising the translations. So like if you say, now in the NIV, it says so-and-so. Well, is that an NIV from 1984, 1986, 2000? So, but by and large, the NIV translates the word as gossip. But literally, this word tailbarrow would be maybe a more on target. Uh, the word uh, whisper would be 100%. But it, it expresses this idea of a person who gossips. Now, if you... If you look over in chapter 18, if you just turn over a page or two in chapter 18 and look with me down in verse number 8, it says, the words of a talebearer. Now, it could be translated a whisperer or a gossiper. That, that's the, it's all the same deal. Or like tasty trifles, like, like fine food. And they go down into the inmost body. In other words, into our thoughts and into our minds. It's interesting about that verse, don't turn back, but in chapter 26, that very same verse occurs. It's the word for word. 
in, in, in chapter 18, verse 8, chapter 26, verse 22, you find the very same thing. Like, what is gossip? Well, gossip, very simply, whether you call it tail-bearing or whispering, of course, that's how people gossip. Uh, gossip, we whisper, you know, you see people whispering about, that, that, that's why that's such a good word. Whispering gets the idea across. It, it's really, gossip is just revealing things normally about a person that really none of which is any of your business. That's really what gossip is. You, 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 you see it, you know, you'll see people whispering about it. Now, why do they whisper about it? Well, because they're gossiping. They, you know, they're going to reveal some of this stuff. And it's about a person. And it could be about something beside a person. But by and large, that's what gossip deals with. But none of it is our business. Now, in preparing for the little time here today, I was reading a little article about gossip and something, and I ran across a, an article that said there are three kinds of gossip. I like this. And number one, there is the collar button type always popping off. You know any of those? Then there's the vacuum cleaner type always picking up the dirt. That's another kind of guy. Then there's the liniment gossiper. The liniment type always rubbing it in. And I thought, well, you know, there are probably more types than that. But, but here's the bottom line with gossip. By and large, most gossip is usually hearsay. It's, it's never much firsthand. Did you hear? Somebody told me. I heard this. They said. I've always wondered who they was. <laughs> You know, they said means this is what I'm saying. I have people say, Pastor, now here's what people are saying. That just goes right in one ear and out the other ear to me. If they've got something to say, just say, hey, this is how I feel about something. Now, I pay attention to that. But that they said stuff, I could care less because they don't exist. They's that person. But usually gossip is based on hearsay. Most of the time, it's inaccurate. And by inaccurate, I mean it just does not really tell probably the whole story. You know, there's two sides to every story. Wouldn't you agree on that? So when we hear gossip, you know, somebody's whispering this, somebody's, you know, have you heard about that? Have you heard about that? Well, you know, somebody told them probably, and it may be all true, it may be part true, may be none true, and it's usually always whispered. Now, you know, the question is, it always fascinates me, it's like, why do people gossip? Remember what gossip is. It's, it's just very simply revealing things about a person, none of which is any of our business. It's not any of my business at all. Well, what would make people gossip? Well, I think one, one reason, I think the Bible is very clear, we'll not turn to it, is that no man, the Bible says in the book of James, can tame the tongue. I, I just, you know, this little tongue of ours doesn't weigh very much. But it, it is a powerful, powerful instrument that we have. Don't turn with me, but in the book of James, it says no man can tame the tongue. And then it explains how this works out in the next two verses. He said, with it, that is with the tongue, we bless God the Father. <laughs> but with the same tongue, we curse men. And then the Bible says these things ought not be so. And they surely shouldn't. But, but the tongue is a, is a really powerful thing. And, you know... That song Jimmy had a moment ago, May the Words of My Mouth and Meditation of My Heart, I have 10 verses that I use every morning before I get into my Bible reading time for my own soul. 
I have my, I call them my 10 verses. And verse number 10 is that verse. That's, that's Psalm 19, verse 14 is what that verse is. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable, be pleasing in God's sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And, you know, that's a, I'm not saying that needs to be yours every day, but I, let me ask you, do you ever get in trouble with your words? Or am I just the only one? I don't, I, I have more... If you could get my Bible, some of which are, uh, I've had long those, I have words in the margin of my Bible so many times. God, help me here. Help me here. It's just, and, and the whole solution is, is, to, is to speak. Before we speak is to think. And the problem is so many times you, you don't, you're in such a situation, you only have time to think when you're pressed to speak. But that would be good counsel because by nature, it's very difficult in our own flesh nature to control the tongue. But I think another reason people gossip, uh, it, it would help them maybe to improve in that area, is a lack of concern for what their words can do to another person. Now, we've all heard that little cliche or whatever it is, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, that's just absolutely untrue. Words can absolutely, the Bible teaches this, crush the spirit of a person. You, you can, you know, I, even today I've had two text messages asking me to pray about for two different people that have been really crushed, probably innocently so, but by words. And I'm not sure the person that did the crushing with their words is even aware. I, don't, I know that person too, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't hurt a fly. But what they don't understand is something they've said has absolutely devastated two different people. And, uh, and I, they was asking me to pray about it. You know, just, I said, well, you know, I, I will. I, I, the power of words, you can just, you, can just uh, you know, people can just say those. It works the other way. Words are, you know, of course, of course, the flagship verse on words in the Bible is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. says, let no corrupt communication come out of our mouth, but that which edifies our words are to build up, not tear down. And that's what I, when I do my Psalm 1914, may the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be pleasing in God's sight. I want my words to build people up. I don't want to tear people down with my words. And uh, words are powerful, and uh, it, they help us. Now, you know, here's the bottom line. You might say, well, I don't, I don't, gossip's not my problem. Well, that's good. Well, <laughs> unless you live on an island by yourself, you, you encounter gossip. You know, it just is inevitable. You say, well, how will I know about it? How do, how do I see it before I get in the middle of it? Well, just look, there'll be a little group. And they'll be whispering. Now you say, well, how do I know out there gossiping? Because when you get up close to them, they all quit. <laughs> They're probably talking about you or me, you know. I normally, when I'm walking up on people, like at church, and they don't see I'm coming, I say, hey, pastor's coming. If you're talking about me, hush. I, I won't try to save myself pain before I get there. I wouldn't want to hear what they have to say. But, but like, what can you do? When you're caught in a situation, maybe at the water cooler at the office or just at the office or, you know, I, I, I see it all the time. I walk all over the church and I'll see employees, you know, there'll be a couple of them maybe bent over and be whispering about something. They'll see me coming. They all get busy going to work. Now, I, maybe they were 
praying for each other. I don't know what they were doing. I, I'll just give them benefit of the doubt. But, but what do you do in that situation? Well, I think the best, I, here's what I think, here's what I try to do. I don't want to be, you know, I'm not their Holy Spirit. I'm not going to, you know, I read the other day that the right thing to do, this is what I read, said the right thing to do is just to speak up and say, I don't think we should be talking about this. That probably might be the right thing to do. I wouldn't feel comfortable with that myself. I, you know, to me, I, I, you know, I feel like I'm, you know, stepped over the line a little bit. But I'll tell you what I try to do when people start gossiping. It happens. Now, sometimes you can't do it. You may be at a dinner table in a restaurant, but you can always, I just try to walk away. I don't want to make a scene out of it. I don't say, I want y'all to see I'm walking away. You know, you say, well, how do you, I said, well, I might just say, excuse me, I need to go to the restaurant. And sometimes I'm sure people think, boy, a pastor goes to the restroom more than anybody we've ever seen. I mean, you can't just use that every time. You've got to, you know, you can always get your phone out and say, oh, excuse me, man, I've got a call. I've got to go check you. You know, I said, Lord, forgive me for lying, but I'm trying to get out. I, you know, I just don't want to be part of listening to that trash. Because I really feel in my heart, if I listen to a bunch of stuff where people are telling things about people, First of all, it's wrong to do that. Second of all, what they're telling is probably hearsay. It may be true, it may not be true, but I think to be part of that, I'm almost as guilty as the people. I mean, by my presence, I'm implying I think this is okay, and I really don't, but I don't want to be a, some kind of a, you know, I'm a minister, so I'm, you know, I'm not going to be part of this. I, I, I just suggest you'll have to figure out what you do, but I know this. Uh, gossip requires a gossiper and a listener. And if the listener walks away, it shuts the gossiper down. I mean, who are they going to gossip to? Themselves, I guess. You've kind of shut it down. Now turn with me. I'll show you a great verse. Turn over in Proverbs. You're in Proverbs. Turn over in chapter 26. Here's a great verse. In fact, if you read your proverb today, you ran across this verse. And it, it, it helps me know what to do when, when this whole gossip thing starts because it goes on all the time. You know, have you heard about this? You hear what happened over there? Did you hear this? Did you hear that? Well, no, I, hadn't heard, I, don't, I just live in a little room. I don't hear anything. But look in Proverbs chapter 26, verse 20. It says, where there's no wood, the fire goes out. And where there's no tail barrel, that's that word whisperer or the word gossip, strife ceases. That's the whole deal. Uh, Without a listener, the gospel is silence. Now, that's a great verse. You ought to remember that verse. I have, beside that verse in my Bible, Proverbs 26, verse 20, I have the name written Philip Smith. You've never heard of it. It's okay. You shouldn't have ever heard of it. But back when I was pastoring First Baptist Church, Sulphur Springs, Philip and Edith Smith had been married 70 years. And you remember Paul Harvey? Do any of you old enough remember Paul Harvey? I know y'all. I was just trying to be polite. Uh, <laughs> you know, he used to. He used to on the radio program when people had been married a long time or something. He would call their name out, honor them, and you knew in advance. And so we knew there in advance when he was going to recognize Philip Meade Smith. They lived out in the country, beautiful place out there. And so some of us went out there that morning for that program. And uh, they had a little cake. It was their anniversary, and they, they were going to have a little set. So I went out there to be. I love Philip Meadeth, and, and uh, we were there when Paul Harvey said that. But in the course of the visit out there, I said to Philip, I said, Philip, he, he wanted you to call him Philip. I always called him Mr. Smith. He said, no, no. You just, he wore overalls. 
you know. He looked like a poor man, but he had lots of money, you know. But I said, well, Philip, I said, tell me something. How, how does a man, how do you stay married 70 years? And he said, well, I'll tell you exactly. Now, this has nothing to do with my sermon on gossip, but I just thought this would be something good for you. He said, number one, in fact, I wouldn't have guessed one of him. He said, number one, you find you a good woman to marry. Now, I'd have guessed that one. He said, number two, here's one I would not have guessed. You find a job that you like. He said, if you're unhappy at work, you'll be unhappy at home. I thought, well, that makes sense. And then he said, then number three is in the Bible. You ought to know it. That always makes a preacher feel good. We got a man telling you in overalls what you ought to know. I said, well, what is it, Philip? He said, well, don't throw wood on the fire. I said, don't do what, Philip? He said, don't throw wood on the fire. He said, in other words, if you, if you, if you don't understand that, you won't, you won't stay married 70 years. If you'll do, you'll wish you hadn't. <laughs> he said, I'm telling you what, don't throw wood. Let me ask you, have any of you ever thrown wood on the fire? Yeah, don't feel bad. I, I don't think this morning I did. Daddy and I didn't say much together. We parted. But I guarantee before the day's over, I'll, I won't mean to. But I, if, I may get through the day. I may, some days I go a whole day and night and don't do that. And then other days something will come up and I start throwing wood on the fire. and I'll, Well, that has nothing to do with my message. But anyway, that was something. I, Philip Smith, I'll never forget it. And uh, that, that would be good counsel for all of us. Well, here's the deal. How can we stop gossiping? You know, maybe you don't have this problem much. But whatever. Well, number one, just don't be a part of it. Just, just do the best you can to try to, you know, you don't have to, you know, you, you just don't, don't, don't let, don't get caught in that. Just, you know, this, it just, it's, it's, it's not good. It, 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 it'll not be good for you. It, you. You won't feel good when it's over. You'll begin to judge people. Just politely walk away. Never be a whisperer. I tell you, when people ought not to say something whispering they wouldn't say out in public. I ought not to say something about somebody that I wouldn't say to somebody. That's not a bad way to live your life. And, and just make a commitment that you're trying to go to live your life being a concealer, not a revealer. To my knowledge, I've been blamed for a bunch of stuff down through the years. None of it I was guilty, by the way, but uh, hopefully not all of it. But I've never been, I've never heard anybody ever said, I told the preacher something and he, and he told it. I just, I wouldn't even tell Dottie without their permission. Because if you violate confidence in my work, your ministry is pretty well limited from there on. You just can't do that. Now, if I've asked permission, I may say, well, now, you know, would I have permission to talk to so-and-so about it? Maybe I can help some kind of way. But just out in regular life, and I think the real solution and we'll not turn to it, but in the book of Jeremiah, in chapter 15, verse 16, that's easy, 15, 16. Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16. Jeremiah gives us the solution, and that is to devour the Word of God every day in your life. That's why I have those 10 verses. Every morning, when I finish up verse 10, saying, Now, God, help me today that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart will be pleasing to you. I'm asking you, God, to help me do that because, see, I know without his help I can't. When I devour his word, I'm, I, I'm feeding my, God's word into my mind. You know, if you, if you read this stuff and say this stuff, it just kind of gets in your mind. 
You see, what happens when we devour the words of the Lord, the little morsels of whisper, they're not so enticing anymore. And that's the key. But if we're not putting the Word of God in every day, maybe not ten verses, maybe two or three or whatever, but you're just going to have to load up because when we get out in this real world where we live, we're going to need to be loaded up. And all this little, did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? Look, I've just got better things in life to do than hear that I hear about this, that I hear about that. And so do you. Father, you know, we don't mean to, but sometimes, God, we, we just fall into this trap. And we get caught in the trap. But there's things we can do. We don't have to stay in the trap. And so, Lord, help us to not, not let the little morsels of things that people say, let me tell you about this, let me tell you about that. Did you hear what happened to so-and-so? Lord, you know, when we hear about that kind of stuff, and I heard two this morning, and I've already prayed, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something about one of those. I'm going to try, even just in a few minutes. And the other, I don't know what to do. But God help us that our words will always be true, that we won't tell something unless we know ourselves firsthand it is true, and then, God, may our words be words to build up and give grace, not grief, is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.